It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on ESPN 1400. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories. Now, let's get to the game and join your host, Scott Nason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game brought to you by ESPN 1400 WKNW Sault Ste. Marie powered by GEM, the game entertainment and media. You can also hear podcasts available at thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As the man said, my name is Scott Nason broadcasting from the home studios. No, not the home studios. I've been saying that for seven months. Broadcasting from our ESPN 1400 studios here in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Very happy to be back on the radio. The game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. We got two hours worth of sports talk. And we're going to start it off with our first guest. You know him very well. He is the voice of the Sioux High Blue Devils. Also hosts Coach's Corner, heard 11.05 every Saturday on 1230 WSOO. Dave Watson joining us tonight. Dave, good to see you, and thanks for being on the game tonight. And I'm ecstatic that, and I am ecstatic that uh, the game is back on ESPN 1400. Good to hear you uh, on here. Of course, we've been hearing you on uh, online with uh, Butch and the guys, but uh, it's uh, glad to have this back on the airwaves here locally, and uh, welcome back. Well, it's good to be back, Dave. It's been almost seven months since we've been on here, ESPN 1400, and I go back to early March when you and I were on Coach's Corner which ended up being the last coach's corner last show that you had. That's right. Yeah. And you were on the last version of the game. And, you know, before we get into high school football and some other things that we wanted to talk to you about, you know, I like your term navigating during this pandemic. I think that's a real good way to look at where sports are right now. You know, early on in the pandemic, we wondered if we'd even be here at this time, you know, talking local sports and just sports in general, just how have you been throughout this pandemic, you know, trying, trying to get back to normal, how how are, how things going for you? Not bad. And, uh, you know, I, I can't take full credit for the navigating through it. My, uh, lovely wife and more intelligent than I am. She <laughs> said, we have to find a way and choose a different term to uh, get through this as normal as it possibly can. This is after the initial and the stay at home stuff ended and things of that nature. But uh, I'll tell you what, that March uh, to May, luckily we get along really well. It's just my wife and I and our dog. I think our dog, uh, Missy, the Springer Spaniel, got a little tired of all the walks. So let's go for a third walk of the day. Really? <laughs> it's kind of windy outside, but it was, it's, just something obviously we had to do hopefully we get through this and then our lifespan uh, we don't ever have to go through it again I mean it's it's scary we haven't seen you know like some of these other places here in the UP we're starting to in the western end Um, but yeah you just got to find a way to navigate through this and and use common sense I mean as as much as we possibly can and i'm glad to see sports is back and that's part of the normalcy and things of that nature and uh, it's okay we're slowly getting there slowly get in there indeed dave and you know sports has helped me personally get through this pandemic i mean it's without sports there for a little bit it was tough and slowly we saw sports come back we you know we saw some soccer which i like and then 
NBA, NHL did a great job with their bubble. Now we're into football season and we have local sports to talk about. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about tonight, Dave, uh, looking at the Suhai Blue Devils, a great start to the season, two and one, a big win in week one at Traverse City, St. Francis. They follow that up with a, another impressive victory at Marquette. And then Friday night, a tough two point loss to Gladstone, 28 to 26. You and Pat Bennon broadcast that game. Just give us uh, your opinion on what went down Friday night. It was a crazy game and it's been a, obviously a strange season Scotty and it was a wild game and you look at the first half it's 26 uh, 20 at the break and I think Jack Hall the voice of Gladstone football you heard him on our broadcast a little, <laughs> Good, a little bit Jack's a hoot you know he's, he's very passionate and one of the best play-by-play guys in my opinion in the UP and, and in the state for that matter but uh, Jack had I think the next day on his website 300 yards of offense for Sue High in the second quarter. Yeah. You're thinking, okay, and 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 my partner, Pat Bennon, as you mentioned, he stated, he is absolutely right, we had to stop the quarterback for Gladstone, Cam Kelly, because his legs were killing Sue High, and if he gets, he already had two touchdowns for long runs at that point, had the game winner in the third quarter, and and it was, you know, I, hey, they started off 2-1, and one, two big wins against St. Francis and Marquette. It was a little bit disappointing. I'm sure coach Menard and the coaching staff and the kids thought the same thing. We got a little stale in the second half. Uh, all of a sudden penalty flags became an issue, which have not been an issue. Uh, Gladstone had personal fouls that helped Suhai in the second quarter. And then all of a sudden the blue devils ended up with uh, some bad personal fouls. One negated a screen pass. Davey did uh, Jake Davey, the quarterback to Ryan LaPlante. Uh, one of the Suhai uh, running backs, able to get down in the red zone, negated on a on a penalty flag. That's a killer. And now you're going in second, third, and long. And they had a few of those turnovers were an issue. Three fumbles, the two or three fumbles, one on a scoop and score from 45 yards out for Gladstone in the first half. And I, I Jake Davy, you never the junior quarterback for Suhai. You can't come up with anything as far as a lot of negatives about this kid his whole career. Probably one of he perhaps in my opinion one of his worst games in the second half. The second half was one of his worst times, and it wasn't as much him as it was what Gladstone did to him, Scott. It was they took him out of rhythm, and I've never seen him sacked. I mean, he's hard to get a hold of. He has good wheels, and they did a good job of getting breaking contain and getting and putting him under duress quickly. Uh, the one uh, defensive lineman there, uh, Portier, who had a big game, it was brothers, and uh, Cole Portier had three sacks yeah. against him. And and that was it was between Portier and the quarterback, Kelly, that were the difference for Gladstone. But Jake just got a little out of rhythm. They're still in good position, 2-1. and one. They're at home again with Benzie Central. And the big thing, this year's a lot different. And as Coach Menards mentioned, because everybody makes the playoffs, it's not, uh-oh, we're under the gun. You're going, obviously, you want to end up in a, with a real good record. The better record you have, the better chance you're going to be at home and be in a high seed in your region. But uh, they're still in good position, uh, and we knew it was going to be a difficult game. Gladstone has their number, and the Braves are a very good football team. They came from behind to beat Nagani in their first game the week uh, week before. They didn't play in week one because of a COVID situation, and they had two practices. To Scotty, and they came from behind, and Kelly had a huge game, and they scored a lot of points. So this is a good Gladstone team. So you know, no fuss, no muss, or Sue High. They're still in a good position. Yeah, and going into the season, Dave, obviously this a season like no other, having limited practice. And you look at Sue High from last year. I know they lost a lot on the line, as you like to say, a thousand pounds of beef yeah. that uh, left, and many of them going to play.
play college football or soon will play college football. What has been the, the biggest surprise to you after three games? And secondly, what's been the Blue Devils' biggest strength to have this 2 and one start? Well, I will start with the fact that uh, the line play has been the biggest surprise because it was an unknown, not as much as we thought it was going to be weaker, but we just didn't know. And when you lose the experience and the strength they lost with the two tackles in Eddington and Dotremont who are you know, bona fide D2, D3 caliber uh, athletes. And then you throw Thalen Hoffman and then the tight end Hilgendorf with, to add to the, uh, to round out the thousand pounds. That's been the big key, but they've had some guys really step up. Cole Byer in the center. You have, uh, of course, Dalen Lujan's going to be playing college football. And now we have his brother, Caden, who's a young player. How about Callan Campbell, the young freshman, uh, Gordy Campbell's son? He's been, he has really been good and really good at the tight end position. I'd say the line play has been the big surprise. Um, the biggest, the, their strength is their defense. There's no question about it. Yeah, they gave up 28 the other night, but this is a team that held Traverse City, St. Francis, seven points at home. Uh, Marquette team that scored 42, uh, 40 plus points against Menominee. yeah. And, and held them to 16. And then you look at St. Francis since then, they've, they scored 40 plus against Grayling, put up 23 against Kingsley, and you held him them to seven points points that's a really good uh, defensive uh, unit for Sue High and, and you know the big thing last week was Cam Kelly they just he's I, I would like to find anybody that can contain him but the defense is definitely their strength the offense is coming along they're finding an identity with Chris Pierce in the backfield he's the bell cow running back I would like to they did a nice job in the second quarter of going and finding other options well I like the beautiful little screen pass to Ryan LaPlante Davey rolling out using his legs I like to see a little more of that I'm not a coach but that's just I like to see a little more of that but the offense is is a, getting a lot stronger than we thought they would but their defense without a doubt is their strength Benzie Central comes in Friday night Dave a team that's won a couple games you can hear that game Friday night on 1230 WSOL with yourself and Pat Bennon what do you expect out of Benzie Central maybe at the beginning of the season you'd say oh, that should be a victory for Sioux High not so fast Benzie Central playing good football they're playing good football this is the third ever meeting between the two they played in 07 and 08 Sioux High won them both uh, they've struggled the last few years, but uh, they lost a tight game. They didn't get blown out. Ogama Heights beat them. I want to say twenty to seven, and then they thumped uh, Hapla Sheboygan. I don't, I don't think Sheboygan's going to win a game. No. And then put forty two up on Grayling. And uh, yeah, I know the coaching staff is probably sifting through uh, huddle film on them, but uh, we'll see. This is a two and one team uh, coming in. It will be a good matchup for Sue High, and, and and really, I think still I give the edge to the Blue Devils coming in. They're, these kids were not happy about. It. They wanted to continue to be two and zero, and and they were really looking forward to building, you know, all the way up into you know, into uh, week five at Kingsley. Of course, the Stags a very good team. They just. Uh, put a thumping on St. Francis, but I think this will be a, an, an interesting game. And I think Ben Benzie obviously much improved and it will be a good tape measure game for Sioux high coming off a tough loss. I'm looking, I want to see this blue devil team respond. Well, I think they will. Dave Watson joining us on the game. Dave, we have a, for a few more minutes, looking around the EUP Pickford Rudyard Friday night, Pickford doubles up the Bulldogs 24 to 12. Uh, that game was close at half. Actually, I think Rudyard led that game. Uh, Pickford, they're winning, but they're not winning by the numbers we've seen last year. Do you read anything into that? Well, the what I read, they still have a lot of talent. They lost a lot off last year's uh, team, and you know they're coming back to the pack a little bit. 
But you look at them, then, you know, the game I was intrigued about, Scott, was when they went and played Cedarville. Yeah. Cedarville put a hammer in on Engadine. Engadine's struggling, obviously. It's lost to Brimley in the Weather Bowl. But Cedarville, I thought this is the backyard brawl. It looks like the Trojans are much improved. They had a good postseason last year, if you recall. And and then all of a sudden, Pickford goes in and shuts them out. I, I think they're still the, the strength of the eight-man EUP teams. But uh, not obviously to the level of that state championship team, I don't think, last year. Right now, doesn't mean they won't be when we get to the playoffs. Other games this past weekend, you mentioned Cedarville. Nice win at home against Rapid River, 32-20. to uh, You talked about Brimley knocking off Ingenite. Newberry gets their first win of the season, going to North Dickinson, who is really struggling. Oh. They win 37 to nothing, and a team that's really struggling, Dave, St. Ignis, 0-3, losing to East Jordan 30-6. to You know, that program for many years was on top. They've struggled as of late. And I think they're getting closer and closer. Talking to people down there in the Straits area, closer to the eight-man football. They're, they're holding on for dear life, but we're getting to that point. Their numbers aren't that good. And, you know, you're noticing, too, is programs like a St. Ignace, a Sheboygan, a North Dickinson that dominated for many, many years and decades, and they have fallen on hard times. It's a different game. You like get John, to eight like player. Johnny Bell always says, enjoy the winning. Enjoy the winning, indeed. it's going to end at some point. <laughs> exactly. Dave, you got your football broadcast Fridays. I mentioned Benzie Central taking on the Sioux High Blue Devils, 635 pregame show on 1230 WSO. Also, Coach's Cornerback, 1105 on 1230 WSO on Saturday. Uh, anything lined up? What are you looking for that show? Well, we'll have, of course, the scores that matter at the top of the show. As we always do, Scotty, 11.05. And right now I can go ahead and because we're already just in the scheduling phase, sounds like uh, we're able to do it. Uh, you'll be able to hear more than likely the uh, Western Collegiate Hockey Association Commissioner, uh, Bill Roberts. Lots of questions there. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna, we've been having a lot of commissioners on, Mark Ewell and Chris Dunbar. Now I wanted to have Bill on and uh, his communications people are giving me the green light. And so uh, we'll have uh, Bill on on Coach's Corner. We'll get a second interview in there this week in high school sports. But very intrigued to hear from because when when are we going to have college hockey? That's the $1 million question, and they've been rather quiet other than pushing it back. I'm here maybe November, but maybe we can get a few answers uh, from Mr. Robertson uh, coming up on Saturday. So we'll cer certainly be tuning in. That's Dave Watson joining us, voice of the Sioux High Blue Devils. Dave will certainly get you on the show again. Looking forward to your broadcast Friday night and Saturday on Coach's Corner. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we will talk real soon, sir. Welcome back. It's great to have you back. Scotty. I appreciate that, Dave. That's Dave Watson again. And coming up in our next segment, we're going to talk about a team that is playing around here, the Sioux Indians. We're going to talk to some of their coaching staff and other people that help out that midget AAA squad. All coming up next on The Game here on ESPN 1400. Since 1916, a lot of independent agents have recommended auto owners insurance. And a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, Auto Owners Insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us, and all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan, or at madiganpingator.com. 
October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Arfstrom Medical Equipment and Supplies has products available for women who have undergone mastectomies. They carry American Breast Care products, which offers a variety of products for post-mastectomy care, including post-mastectomy prostheses and stylish post-mastectomy bras. All of ABC's breast forms are made in the USA. Their mastectomy fitter is dedicated to helping you look and feel your best by ensuring you receive the perfect style and fit for you. They strive to provide you with complete, compassionate care in a private, comfortable setting to satisfy your unique needs. Call today at 632-1923 or stop in at 409 Ashman Street, Sioux, Michigan, located next to Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned HealthMart Pharmacy. Arfstrom Medical Equipment and Supplies, where your health is our business. ACHC accredited. HealthMart, caring for you and about you. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 616 on the game, ESPN at 1400. Scott Nason with you. want to thank Dave Watson for joining us in the first segment. Coming up at 630, we're scheduled to be joined by Bruno Braganol, general manager of the Sweagles. And then around 645, we'll be talking to Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, who was at Ford Field for that Lions debacle. But joining us right now in studio are three members of the Sioux Indians organization. And we're going to start with somebody that you know very well in this area. Some call him Big Daddy. I call him Rick Corbier. Joining us here on the game. Big Daddy, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Scotty, for having us here. Uh, well, you're the one team that's playing in hockey right now, uh, Rick. And uh, just tell us, just trying to navigate through this coronavirus. Uh, well, that, you know, it's something that, you know, with the uh... Zeke Canesto and the whole staff. I'm going to try to stay on point this year. And, you know, uh, with our scouting staff, you know, Dan uh, out there scouting and so forth, you know, you get that database and that scouting never ends. I mean, you know, we've did it for a long time and it's just something that uh, it just goes on and on. And, you know, we talked about our future uh, around Christmas time last year and we just wanted to stay stay on point. We had a mini camp going, uh, got some players out of there. Uh, and like I say, you know, it's just something that, we're going day by day, week by week, you know, and, you know, just trying to manage what we can do and do the protocol and do the right stuff at the right time. You've been able to play a few exhibition games a couple weekends ago, but again, with, you know, games being canceled and trying to schedule, how is that going as far as trying to piece together a schedule? What do you guys have lined up over the next month or so? Well, you know, our, our regular schedule is supposed to start this weekend and hopefully it does, you know, we got Oakland coming into town and, as far as travel is concerned, you know, down Detroit area, we don't know if the rinks are going to close or open up and so forth. Uh, you know, Dan keeps a close watch on everything as far as that's concerned. It's just something that, uh, you know, that's what I heard. You got to be dressed and go to the rink, uh, wear your mask, uh, no showers and so forth. You know, we're pretty fortunate to be at home. We can do a lot of the showering and stuff like that there. And, you know, a few of the teams downstate have their own home rinks too. So, so their protocol, they can do the same thing down there too. So, Rick, you brought a couple guests here this evening. Uh, why don't you introduce them? And we'll talk to them. Yeah, our interim head coach here from Calgar, uh, doing a great job. You know, with the, of course, with the border being closed, and our normal head coach back here, Ricardo, obviously can't make it over here. And but Clem's doing a yeoman of a job, and Dan's doing all of our scouting this year and so forth. You know. Uh, just to get out when he can get out, when camps are available to get out, you know, with the North American League not starting late and WCHA starting late and 
you know, it's hard to get the blue chip players up here, obviously, and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm going to turn everything. If you got questions for Clem and Dan, uh, they're here to, to do it. And thanks a lot for uh, having me on. Rick, I'm like, you know, looking towards the future. Here. Always good to have you on. Thanks. Rick Corby, you're joining us on the game. We'll talk first to Sioux Indians coach Clem Kelgar. Uh, first time meeting you. Uh, first of all, coach, just, just give us an idea on how the season has gone so far as far as, you know, your team and getting a few games in and, and just trying to get through this pandemic. Uh, sure. Thank you, Scott, for having me here today. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're having a great group of kids this year. Uh, Dan has done a great job with the rest of the staff. And, uh, you know, we got some young bodies in, which is uh, awesome. And it's uh, making the kids work, uh, which I like. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll say one of the old school coaches came from overseas. And uh, I, I had some decent background growing up so i'm trying to instill that into my kids this year and uh i think they're buying in which is a very good sign you know like you like you asked we've been on the ice now for several weeks and getting together and just starting to feel each other out and i think we have an awesome group in the locker room they're great uh you know they're buying in what we talk about uh we're changing some things around this year they're practicing more we're doing off ice pretty much every day which is a huge huge uh, plus for the boys and uh, they're just looking forward, like, hey, we're here to work and get better every day. So I'm, I'm very happy for that. Dan Lasley also joining us. And Dan, I always feel protected when you're here. You're my neighbor, <laughs> and now you're following me here. So I, I feel like I can say about anything. First of all, thanks for joining yeah. us on the game. Yeah, thanks for having us, Scott. Dan, trying to get players up to play for the Sioux Indians during a pandemic. Just give us an idea on how that was and how that is going. <laughs> well, it's always difficult to get kids to come to the Sioux. They're under this, uh, uh, like they have to play in Detroit. Everybody says, oh, I have to play in Detroit. I have to, well, we're in the Detroit League. So, you know, when come play up here, we're, uh, we're usually, uh, financially cheaper, you know, and, uh, great outdoors up here and, uh, not like Detroit. So, uh, it's, but it's hard to get kids to come up here. Number one. And, uh, number two is, uh, this year with uh, scouting, it was quite difficult because we usually go to a lot of NA camps, North right. American League camps, and find midget age, age players there that uh, didn't quite meet the grade for that team. And uh, with this pandemic, there was only one we were able to go to, which was Fairbanks. And uh, we actually grabbed a few kids, lucky enough to get a few kids out of there. Coach Kelgar, uh, you know, mentioning head coach Pat Caracato, who is in Canada, obviously with the border closure, he cannot come over. Do you have a lot of communications with him as far as, you know, with the team and how things are going? How often do you talk to the coach? <laughs> good good question, Scott. Actually, uh, Patty and I worked together last year. I know him from years before. Uh, you know, we're not in touch as much, but uh, we spoke before the season started and with everything happening, border being closed, uh, he says, hey, Clem, I know what you got. Let's go. Tell the kids to start playing hockey, and we trust in you. You're ready to go. So uh, I think that we, we're a good team. Uh, we trust each other. You know, what, what he says, that's what goes. And uh, he's had great success. So I think he kind of opened the gates for me this year, and uh, I'm running with it. But uh, if border opens up, of course, Patty, you're always welcome to come back. Clem Kelgar and Dan Lasley joining us on the game, talking Sioux Indians AAA hockey. And Dan, looking at the roster, I see some familiar names mm -hmm. from last season as well as uh, Sioux High Blue Devils past. Uh, well, let's look at some of the players. Let's start with the local players from the Sioux. I believe you have five on this year's roster? Yep, correct, five. And who are those individuals? Uh, first in net returning is uh, Logan Raphael, uh, former Sioux High Blue Devil. 
Um, we have Kyle Stevens coming off the uh, Bantam AA team last year. Uh, Kyle's uh, one of the youngest kids on the team. He's an 05 birth year, so wow. he could be around for a few years. Um, could be your grandkids playing, yeah. Dan. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, next is um, Dylan Zabel. He played uh, across the river last, last few years for uh, the AAA team over there. Uh, let's see, going down the list, um, Rob Landis, who actually played with us last year and former Sioux High also, and uh, another young lad, uh, Aiden Hoppala on D, and he's also played across the river the last three or four years. Coach Kelgar, look, looking at some of the other players, uh, seven high school players on the 18-player roster, uh, you know, working with these guys for about a month or so, what's been the one thing that's really stuck out to you as a coach as far as how this team is dealing with, you know, what everybody's dealing with, a really tough situation, trying to get on the ice, trying to have some sense of normalcy. Uh, what's been the one thing that stood out for you as far as the team so far? Um, you know, I would say that, uh, like you said, you know, we have a good number of kids uh, that were in high school, came from high school level hockey, and uh, I would say that uh, they're dealing great. I mean, definitely it's an adjustment. It's They're away from home. That's the biggest thing, I think, uh, first time away from home. Uh, but, uh, you know, just the older group, I had a talk with a couple of the kids, and it seems like they really open their hands and they're they're welcoming the younger group in and uh, we're just here to get better every day just encourage each other be positive and uh you know i think that kids really show that this past weekend when we had uh when we we're on the ice with few games so it was it was great it was great to see that yeah. and dan looking at the roster uh you do have some players from out of state uh aiden winslow goaltender from florida as well you have a player from alaska forward colin goff uh rob zimmerman out of State College, Pennsylvania, another forward, uh, Cole Peterson, a defenseman from Cleveland. Uh, and then you have uh, Eli Do Doggart. Doggart Wood. Doggart Wood from St. Louis. Uh, you know, how do you get players from that far away to come play for the Indians? Well, actually, uh, a few of those we saw at the, uh, at the uh, Ice Dogs camp over in Minnesota and um, had a good chance to talk to them and their parents, and uh, they decided to come here. Um, Let's see, Colin was at that camp. Eli was at that camp. Uh, the Zimmerman, Rob Zimmerman from State College, Pennsylvania, he was at a camp down in the Detroit area, caught one of our scouts' eyes, and uh, we got him up here. Um, who's the other one here? Oh, uh, Colin Goff, he was in Alaska, so he was at the Ice Dogs camp. Um, I just wanted to say, like, the players we get typically are not the blue chippers because like I say they're under this idea where they have to play in Detroit. Sure. So we're, we're always looking for the kids that play 200 feet. You know, hardworking, blue collar, bring your lunchbox, let's go to work. And those are the kids we usually get, and they seem to work hard. And like this group this year, they're meshing really well. I think they're a good, tight group, and they have that uh, mentality, you know, come to the rink, work hard, and see what happens. And uh, Coach Kelgar, one of the things about watching the Sioux Indians, one, you can go watch for free uh, whenever yeah. you guys are at home. And secondly is you're going to see a lot of these players advance to the next level and several levels. Many times you'll see them play for the Sioux Eagles. Many times you'll see them playing in the USHL or the North American Hockey League or Division One. Uh, you know, it's quite a pipeline, the Sioux Indians, to greater success. We've seen it year after year. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, it's a great stepping stone. Uh, for the kids to come here, um, you know, keep developing. I mean, this year, who knows what's going to bring, but it's an awesome place to develop. It's uh, using uh, university facilities. That's where actually I played. And it's uh, interesting to have young kids to have that opportunity to do that and use it. 
And I think they're just, uh, they're really, they're here to, to get better every day. We're practicing. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a wonderful feeling to be around. Dan, any final words before we let you guys go as far as upcoming events or games for the Sioux Indians? I know, again, it's very uncertain right now, but anything else you'd like to add before we let you guys go? Well, this upcoming weekend, uh, Oakland Junior Grizzlies are here, like Big Daddy was saying, uh, I believe at 6 p.m. on Saturday, 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. And next weekend, if things keep progressing like they are with the state and their mandates and all that, uh, Fox Motors is up. So I think the next three weekends we're home, and then we hit the road for a while, hopefully. Right. Get these kids on the road and bond a little bit more and have some fun. And all games at the North Center, free admission, bring a mask and go watch some hockey and root on your Sioux Indians. Correct, yes. Dan Lasley, Clem Kelgar joining us on the game. Gentlemen, always good to talk Sioux Indians hockey. Always good to talk about a team that's playing right now in the Sioux Indians. Thanks for coming on the game. We'll see you at the rink this weekend, and we'll certainly get you guys on again during the season to uh, give us updates on the Sioux Indians. Thanks, guys. Okay, thanks, Scott. Thank you so much. All right, that's going to do it for this summer. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk Sioux Eagles hockey with their general manager, Bruno Braganolo, all coming up next on the game here on ESPN 1400. Paul Thompson here with Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, just off I-75 in Rudyard, inviting you to stop in and see the largest selection of equipment in the eastern Upper Peninsula. To complement our full line of Mahindra tractors, we have trailers including goosenecks, dumps, cargos, car haulers, and utility trailers. We also have a full line of lawn and garden equipment with Cub Cadet and Exmark. Over 50 mowers to choose from, a full line of parts, and we service what we sell. Looking for an outdoor wood or pellet furnace or parts? We stock water pumps, exchangers, peck supplies, and more. Also, Check out our full line of Boss and Fisher Snow and Ice Equipment. Here at Gaylor Thompson and Rudyard, we are open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturdays, 9 to noon, for your convenience. Just off I-75 in Rudyard, 30 minutes from the bridge. If you need it, we have it. Give us a call at 906-478-3026. Hope to see you here. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Hey, it's Guido from Guido's Pizza. We make our own dough, grape the cheese, slice the veggies, blend our sauces fresh every day. We're the savory sauce boss of our original recipe, chunky tomato and fire roasted, and our famous garlic dip and homemade ranch. Your Guido's Pizza will hit the spot every time because we work hard to make the customers happy. Call ahead for fast pickup at 635-0066 or at guidospizzasu.com. And remember... Guido's loves you. Are you a do-it-yourselfer homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start. Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 38 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home, business, farm projects, or anything in between. Everything Electric now carries cat generators. Stop by and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric, 2893 Ashman in Sioux, Michigan. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. 
631 on the game, ESPN 1400 on this beautiful fall evening in Sault Ste. Marie. want to thank our guests so far, Dave Watson, voice of the Sioux High Blue Devils, along with the Sioux Indians, Rick Corbier, Clem Calgar, and Dan Lasley. Coming up in around 15 minutes, we'll be talking Detroit sports with Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. And our next guest is here in studio, general manager of the Sioux Eagles, uh, Bruno Braganolo, joining us on the game. Uh, Bruno, always good to see you and talk Sioux Eagles hockey thanks for joining us yes guys especially good this year i mean it's been a long time here so yeah especially good indeed bruno and uh, before we get to the particulars uh you know just trying to navigate through this coronavirus you know the last time we talked on this show uh, you know the sioux eagles were in the midst of their playoffs you were ready to take on rayside balfour and of course the pandemic shut everything down uh, but we are to the point now where the sioux eagles are about to start up although the season still uh, is uh, clouded as far as where you're going to play and when. But before we get to that and some of the details, Bruno, how have things gone over the past few months up until this point, uh, you know, trying to navigate the Sioux Eagles? Obviously, this definitely has been uh, a challenge and has been difficult. But, you know, I'm, I've been trying to stay optimistic. Our staff stays optimistic. Doug has been real optimistic. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we're just, you know, what we, we decided to do is we're, you know, we have to find a way to make it through this year. We know it's not going to be normal. That's a given. So we just have to do our best to try to somehow make it through this year until it gets back to normal. And it will, I do, I do believe it will get back to normal, maybe sooner, maybe later. But, you know, that's that's what our point is. And, and, and the league is very dedicated and determined to have a season this year, too. So, you know, there's a lot of landmines out there, but, you know, we'll take it day by day and, try to get something going here. You mentioned Doug, uh, head coach Doug LaPrade back this season for the Sioux Eagles. And uh, who are some of your other coaches? I've heard some names, but with the border situation, I'm not sure. Do you have any other coaches as of right now besides Doug? Yeah, uh, well, Jim Cappy, he's going to join us again. Like when you said the border's open. Uh, we're trying to get, I'm trying to get him to scuba dive over. <laughs> I got a spot in my parents' cabin. It's about 150 yards. He can make it. I know it. <laughs> but uh you know, Jim's going to help us out once we get, once the border opens up, you know, that's a big thing, obviously. But then, then uh, we are talking to a couple of local guys here. We haven't made a decision yet, but uh, we'd like to get, try to get another local guy to help out. We have a couple of guys we've been speaking to. So let's talk about what we do know, Bruno. Uh, first of all, training camp. When does that start and where will that be? And uh, how many players are you expecting at this point? Yeah. Uh, you know, we had a we had a tryout camp there in uh, September, and it went really well. Was it September? Was it? August? I think it was August. August. Yeah, yeah I'm losing track. I've lost. Track Easy to do this day. year. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, we picked some good players out of that camp, and then we added some since that camp. So we'll be starting a camp with about I think 24 skaters, uh, 24, 25 players when i know when i don't have more than 25 we start a lot of boys are have been you know they're anxious to get at it so uh a lot of boys are in town right now but they're gonna the official check-in is saturday this saturday october 10th and then we start practicing on sunday and Sunday, Monday, and then, you know, we go right into the, we're going to get thrown right into the fire pretty early. Yeah, let's talk about that fire, Bruno, as far as exhibition games that the Swiggles have lined up. You guys are going to start next Tuesday and Wednesday at Polar Stadium, 7 o'clock start time against the U.S. National Development Under-17 team. Uh, how did you get those games lined up? 
Uh, you know, Doug was a big was instrumental in that. I guess he knows Adam uh, Nightingale, the head the yep. new head coach, former Laker. Yep, pretty pretty good. Uh, and uh, I know Monaghan, the director, pretty well. We played them actually ten years ago. We went down first year here. We went down to play them at their place. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm elated that they just that they want to come up here and play so up here at the Puller. And I think they're doing it. I think they're doing it for like a more like a. I think they're doing it for a bonding thing too. Sure. You know, get it for. I think it's their first. I think it's their first games also, and uh, you know, get out of town bound as a team. So, what better? There is no probably is no better place than Sault Ste. Marie. It's safe as far as the COVID. I mean, relatively compared to other spots, and you got a great rink, the Puller Stadium, a lot of history, and I believe Adam Nightingale has a lot of history here too, and family and friends nearby in Sheboygan, I believe. So, it just turned out to be really good. You know, Doug worked with him, got worked back and forth, and. Yeah, I was elated when they said they would come up and play us two games. A lot of people have had questions for me as far as tickets available and how many people, if any, can you have for those games? Can you answer that right now as far yeah. as what you know? No, I don't think it's going to change. I hope it doesn't. But as of right now, we're going to be allowed to have uh, 500 people in the arena. Okay, they still have to wear a mask. They still have to have social distancing. And if they have any symptoms or anything, you know, we'll probably – I think we have to ask them that. Though I'm not sure how that procedure is going yet, but I'll find out probably a bit by the end of this week. Uh, you know, and uh, there'll be tickets. Tickets could go on sale. Actually, we'll have them on sale starting tomorrow. If people want to come by Puller Stadium and they uh, come in the back office there this week. Was always, I'm selling them out of there. A lot of people already ordered pre-ordered tickets, so we're putting them aside for that. So there'll be 500 for each game. As of right now, I mean, hopefully that doesn't change unless it goes for more. But, you know, I'd, if we get 500, we'd be pretty happy this time of the year. You know? Yeah, it's about 25% capacity, yeah, 25%, I think. So that yeah. works works out with the numbers. Yeah, according to her order, which goes into effect October 9th, but now with the, I don't, I think it's still in order. It's hard to tell. Supreme yeah, I mean, Court says one thing, governor's saying the it, next. You know? But I mean, <laughs> I think it's an, it's, it stays status quo for about 21 days. So as of right now, we're allowed to have 25% capacity in region six and eight. We're region eight, I believe. Right. So uh, that's a good thing. You know, we're working on a couple other things for the game. But, uh, yeah, you know, so Doug, Doug, Doug had a big part in getting this team, getting uh, the game together here. And it's just, you know, like I said, I'm very elated to have them up here. Other games scheduled for October, uh, Eagles will go on the road against Adrian College, then an old uh, foe, if you will, the Janesville Jets out of the North American Hockey League. Eagles will be at Adrian October 6th and 16th and 17th, and then travel to Janesville October 23rd and 24th. Uh, you have tentative plans to play an opponent uh, October 30th and 31st. Anything worked out as of yet? We're still working on that. We may I don't know if we're going to be at home or on the road, but you know, we're, we're still working on that couple of like waiting in the wings for Finlandia University. Uh, Michigan State has a pretty good club team that they're, they're, they're thinking about trying to play us. You know, you know, they all, all these teams, too, they're all it's all difficult for them, too, because they all have different guidelines and rules. Like a lot of the teams, we could have played a lot of games with teams in Wisconsin. A lot of D3 schools in Wisconsin, but a lot of them are in bubbles. They're right. not starting to January 3rd. Some of them are weird. They have like a three-week window to start playing some league games, so we can't, we have a hard time getting into there, you know. So but we're exploring playing Fairbanks. They're moving into Minnesota uh, the second week of October. 
maybe we can because uh, I know they start a little later. The NA that division starts later, so we may we may we'll see. Maybe we'll be able to go take a trip and play them in a game or two there. Uh, yeah, then we you know we have to get like November sixth and seventh. We're playing a Lake State club team at the Puller. And then, uh, again, we're waiting for a couple of other uh, weekends there to fill in. And then we go to Trine November 28th. And what, what the whole thing is, we're hoping that, uh, we were hoping that, you know, our league play will start December. I mean, that's what, that's what the league would like to see happen. They're following the OHL uh, protocol. So that's what the league would like to see happen. And that's what, you know, hopefully, hopefully it does happen. But that's where we're at right now, you know, and, as we go along, I'll, we'll probably know a lot more of us as far as the league is concerned, and then I'll make plans accordingly. You know, I figured, you know, it could, if, it, if we end up playing league games too and having a, a decent league game, I and we're prepared to play through May, league is. So it could turn out to be a really good year for these boys as far as development and exposure because we're playing a lot of tough teams right off the bat. But it's good exposure for them, good way to get scouted by these teams too. So it could turn out to be a really good year if we have these a good handful of these really good exhibition games and go right into regular season. There's it could, it could be fantastic. So Bruno Braganola joining us on the game, general manager of the Sweagles, and that was going to be my next question, Bruno, as far as you know the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey Leagues and where things sit right now. You mentioned they're following in line with the OHL, who is set to return in December. Uh, you know, obviously the Eagles would want to be in the NLJHL. I think the fans would want them to be in the. NLJHL. JHL. Big thing on that is the border. Um, that's the biggest hurdle right now as far as the Sioux Eagles. If the NLJHL season does not happen for the Sioux Eagles, do you have some contingency plans as far as what you've already set up and just trying to work through, like you said, a schedule to get you through, you know, what would be a quote unquote normal season? Well, there are, there are a couple options that, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to think about that too sure. much, but I have thought about, it. I mean, we'll, we'll try to keep, you know what I mean? What I probably try to do is continue to try and play uh, exhibition games. You know, with some teams. Even you know, it may be hard to play on weekends, but you know, if we have to play during weekdays, then we'll do that. You know, it's just we'll find a way to get get through this season. You know, we do have we do have an invitation also to go play in Europe. No, oh. we can go like on a ten day tour in Europe, which is pretty re- reasonable cost. Need to play a broadcaster for that one. Teams in Europe. <laughs> Get to play six to eight games in ten days, so we may look into that possibility too. You never know, but right now, you know, we're just focusing on the near future. So, and uh, I'm still confident that the league will play this year. You know, maybe they'll have to start later than December. Who knows? I mean, a lot of schools are starting in January. A lot of colleges. So, you know, everything's. You know, that's the frustrating part. Is just so many unknowns. You can't give anybody. You can't give anybody. Uh, accurate answers you know like i said every day every day is a new adventure sure Everything is changes every day and there is an awful lot of landmines out there so we just wake up in the morning go to the rink hope for the best and uh keep planning ahead plan a b c d e f g and <laughs> you know you go from there go through all the letters bruno before we let you go anything else you'd like to add about the swiggles that we haven't mentioned tonight again you know uh no but you know i like to I'd like to thank all our fans and sponsors because they're still supporting us and they're still, 
you know, they're still behind us and hoping that we play. And we've had a lot of encouraging uh, messages from our fans and, and, and from our fans and su supporters and uh, sponsors and stuff. So, you know, we're, we're trying our best to get some kind of a resemblance to some kind of season going. And we appreciate all the, you know, all their, their support and their encouragement behind us. And, you know, it's been rough for everybody for the last, what, eight months now? You know, never, I never thought when we ended our playoffs in March, because of the sin that we still be dealing with it today, but we are. And, uh, you know, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully just, hopefully things keep uh, getting better. It's been, you know, knock on wood, I think Susie Marie's done a great job of uh, keeping control of this thing. I haven't seen any major outbreaks here. And I think it's because everybody in this town respects respects each other, they respect the rules, and, you know, they uh, they listen and they do what they're supposed to do. And, you know, they care about the town, they care about each other in this town. So, I think that has a lot to do with why the why the why there isn't you know knock on wood why the the virus isn't running rapid here like it is in other parts of the country state. Well, we are certainly looking forward to talking Sioux Eagles hockey again. The Eagles will be in action a pair of exhibition games next Tuesday and Wednesday at Polar Stadium seven o'clock uh, against the under seventeen U.S. National Development Team. You can get your tickets at the Eagles box office. Just use the back entrance during normal working hours. Bruno will certainly be talking. Talking more with you on the game. Thanks for coming in and uh, best of luck this season and trying to navigate all the pitfalls and twists and turns that we're all navigating in general. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's every everybody has to do the same thing every day. You have to, you don't know what which what comes with each day, but just stay positive, optimistic, and you know things will work out for everybody. Thanks again for having me, and uh, hopefully we have some good crowds out there, you know, on the weekend. And the box office—it's not the box office in front, so ticket off. office. Yeah. Well, it's not; it's the Eagles office, coach's office. Yeah, that's where we're going to be selling tickets. <laughs> I'm a little rusty have too. Somebody up front, so coming <laughs> to the back parking lot, going to the Eagles office next to the Zamboni room, if you want tickets, and we'll we'll start there. Thanks for joining us, Bruno. All right, thanks, Scott. That's Bruno Braganolo, general manager of the Sioux Eagles. When we come back, we're going to talk Detroit sports with Butch Davis, who was at Ford Field to witness another Lions loss. That's coming up next on the game here on ESPN 1400. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors at Skinner's of Pickford. Take on everything around the house, farm, and hunting camp with our reliable number one selling tractors that are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down and 0% APR for 84 months, plus no payments for 90 days. Skinner's of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Now through October 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full details. Since 1916, a lot of independent agents have recommended auto owners insurance, and a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children, and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, auto owners insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us, and all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan or at MadiganPingator.com. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Arvstrom Medical Equipment and Supplies has products available for women who have undergone mastectomies. They carry American Breast Care products, which offers a variety of products for post-mastectomy care, including post-mastectomy prostheses and 
and stylish post-mastectomy bras. All of ABC's breast forms are made in the USA. Their mastectomy fitter is dedicated to helping you look and feel your best by ensuring you receive the perfect style and fit for you. They strive to provide you with complete, compassionate care in a private, comfortable setting to satisfy your unique needs. Call today at 632-1923 or stop in at 409 Ashman Street, Sioux, Michigan, located next to Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned Health Mart Pharmacy. Arfstrom Medical Equipment and Supplies, where your health is our business. ACHC accredited. Health Mart, caring for you and about you. Paul Thompson here with Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service just off I-75 in Rudyard, inviting you to stop in and see the largest selection of equipment in the eastern upper peninsula. To complement our full line of Mahinder tractors, we have trailers including goosenecks, dumps, cargos, car haulers, and utility trailers. We also have a full line of lawn and garden equipment with Cub Cadet and Exmark. Over 50 mowers to choose from, a full line of parts, and we service what we sell. Looking for an outdoor wood or pellet furnace or parts? We stock water pumps, exchangers, peck supplies, and more. Also, Check out our full line of Boss and Fisher Snow and Ice equipment. Here at Gaylor Thompson and Rudyard, we are open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturdays, 9 to noon, for your convenience. Just off I-75 in Rudyard, 30 minutes from the bridge. If you need it, we have it. Give us a call at 906-478-3026. Hope to see you here. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 649 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you back on the radio after a little hiatus here on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game. Want to thank all our guests so far, including Dave Watson, voice of the Sioux High Blue Devils, from the Sioux Indians, Rick Corbier, Dan Lasley, and Kem- Clem Calgar, and from the Sioux Eagles, Bruno Braganolo. Coming up in the second hour, we'll have our roundtable. We're expected to be joined by EJ Russell from Escanaba, Michigan, host of the show The Hot Seat. And we have our next guest right now lined up and ready. His name is Butch Davis, co-host of the game and host of his own show, Butch on Sports, which you can find on his podcast page. Just go to Simply Butch 2. That's too.potomatic.com. You can also find Butch's show on Facebook. Just look up Butch on Sports and go to our podcast site, thegamesportshow.com and thegamesportshow.podbean.com. As Butch joins us each and every week here on the game to talk about what's going on in the metro detroit sports scene butch how you doing on this monday night my friend i'm cold i'm cold from the lions <laughs> lions indeed butch and we got a lot to talk about on the detroit lions you were at ford field yesterday witnessing another 
Great Lions start. The Lions got out to a 14-0 lead, and we were messaging back and forth. And sure enough, we both knew what would happen. The Lions find another way to lose uh, by the score of 35-29. to I don't think that score was indicative of how that game really ended up. Butch, you were there in the luxury box covering it for the game. Give us your thoughts, because I know you got a lot to say. Yeah, really. You know, I, I was... I was chewed out yesterday by basically uh, looking at this game and and finding the same old song and dance here. Uh, they scored the first 14 points. They scored the last 15 points. And in between that, uh, it was nothing but it was messed up here. Yeah, it, again, Butch, we've seen this before with this Detroit Lions team, and what we're seeing is more of the same under head coach Matt Patricia. Right now, Matt Patricia in two years and four games has a record of 10-25-1, and, and this was a guy, Butch, that was supposed to be a defensive genius. He was supposed to be somebody that was going to push the Lions to the next limit or the next level, I should say. Nine and seven wasn't good enough under Jim Caldwell. And certainly 10, 25, and one, I would think, shouldn't be good enough for Detroit Lions fans. Uh, what's Patricia's job status right now, in your opinion? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? You know, and I hate to say it, but the ownership of Detroit Lions is responsible for all of it. And it shouldn't happen. Excuse me, I had to pick a drink of water here. <clears throat> Lion's choking you up, Butch. It shouldn't happen to a dog. And the things that we we see on the field is not indicative of how Jim Carwell had it and how far he was versus a lot of messing in, in simple situations that Detroit Lions have. But so I'm, I'm getting a lot of feedback on this call here. Yeah, we're, we're going to look at that here on the break, Butch, here. Let's try to navigate through it for a few minutes here, back on the radio, na navigating some bugs here, but let, let, let's talk Hello? about, let's talk about Matthew Stafford and, you know, not a very good performance by Stafford yesterday, making some mistakes. Yeah, he had three touchdowns and he threw for 200 yards. But, you know, again, Butch, we, we've kind of seen this uh, through the years following the Detroit Lions as far as Matt Stafford. This is 12th season. And when you start looking around at some of the other quarterbacks, you know, look at uh, Herbert there for the Chargers uh, dueling with Tom Brady. Uh, don't you think at some point the Lions have to look a different direction as far as quarterback? I'm not saying that it's Stafford's fault, but but again, are they going to go anywhere with this guy? They haven't went anywhere with them, so why would you think they'd go anywhere further with that? That's the <clears throat> that's the hype that is put in any particular team that wants to get you to buy a ticket. And Detroit Lions and their association has done a very good job of doing that there. The fact of the matter is the Lions have not won a game for quite some time or won a, any type of way of getting to a championship for quite some time. It is um, it's ridiculous. It's, it's pitiful. And people are tired of it. And, you know, when the head coach of the Detroit Lions um, sat up there and said that 
that um, we, you know, that, that you know, he he had to fix up a mess. He was left with a nine and seventeen. I don't know what mess he had to clean up. If anything, he had to do would be intentional. And the statement you made about him being a defensive uh, wizard, he's never <laughs> been a defensive wizard. He claims you know, he he's is. He's had Tom Brady for offense there, and it's not done. This team has been a good. He has been very poor on defense. Matter of fact, the defense has deflated since he's been here. Butch, let's do this. Let's take our top of the hour break early. I'm going to try to fix this little feedback issue we're having here. Live radio. Don't you love it? Don't go anywhere. We'll try to fix the bugs and be back on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, on ESPN 1400. Hey, it's a Guido from a Guido's Pizza. We make our own dough, grate the cheese, slice the veggies, blend our sauces fresh every day. We're the savory sauce boss of our original recipe, chunky tomato and fire roasted, and our famous garlic dip and homemade ranch. Your Guido's Pizza will hit the spot every time because we work hard to make the customers happy. Call ahead for fast pickup at 635-0066 or at guidospizzasu.com. And remember... Guido's loves you. Are you a do-it-yourselfer homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start. Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 38 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home, business, farm projects, or anything in between. Everything Electric now carries cat generators. Stop by and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric, 2893 Ashman in Sioux, Michigan. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors at Skinner's of Pickford. Take on everything around the house, farm, and hunting camp with our reliable number one selling tractors that are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down and 0% APR for 84 months, plus no payments for 90 days. Skinner's of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Now through October 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full details. Since 1916, a lot of independent agents have recommended auto owners insurance, and a lot of parents have taken that recommendation to heart. So have a lot of their children, and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. As we celebrate our first 100 years, auto owners insurance thanks all those who have put their trust in us, and all the generations who will. Visit Madigan Pingator Insurance Services today on Water Street in Sioux, Michigan or at MadiganPingator.com. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Arvstrom Medical Equipment and Supplies has products available for women who have undergone mastectomies. They carry American Breast Care products, which offers a variety of products for post-mastectomy care, including post-mastectomy prostheses and stylish post-mastectomy bras. All of ABC's breast forms are made in the USA. Their mastectomy fitter is dedicated to helping you look and feel your best by ensuring you receive the perfect style and fit for you. They strive to provide you with complete, compassionate care in a private, comfortable setting to satisfy your unique needs. Call today at 632-1923 or stop in at 409 Ashman Street, Sioux, Michigan, located next to Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned Health Mart Pharmacy. Arfstrom Medical Equipment and Supplies, where your health is our business. ACHC accredited. Health Mart, caring for you and about you. 
Paul Thompson here with Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, just off I-75 in Rudyard, inviting you to stop in and see the largest selection of equipment in the eastern Upper Peninsula. To complement our full line of Mahindra tractors, we have trailers including goosenecks, dumps, cargos, car haulers, and utility trailers. We also have a full line of lawn and garden equipment with Cub Cadet and Exmark. Over 50 mowers to choose from, a full line of parts, and we service what we sell. Looking for an outdoor wood or pellet furnace or parts? We stock water pumps, exchangers, peck supplies, and more. Also, check out our full line of Boss and Fisher snow and ice equipment. Here at Gaylor Thompson and Rudyard, we are open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturdays, 9 to noon, for your convenience. Just off I-75 in Rudyard, 30 minutes from the bridge. If you need it, we have it. Give us a call at 906-478-3026. Hope to see you here. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Hey, it's a Guido from a Guido's Pizza. We make our own dough, grate the cheese, slice the veggies, blend our sauces fresh every day. We're the savory sauce boss of our original recipe, chunky tomato and fire roasted, and our famous garlic dip and homemade ranch. Your Guido's Pizza will hit the spot every time because we work hard to make the customers happy. Call ahead for fast pickup at 635-0066 or at guidospizzasu.com. And remember, Guido's loves you. Are you a do-it-yourselfer homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start. Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 38 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home, business, farm projects, or anything in between. Everything Electric now carries cat generators. Stop by and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric, 2893 Ashman in Sioux, Michigan. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors at Skinner's of Pickford. Take on everything around the house, farm, and hunting camp with our reliable number one selling tractors that are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down and 0% APR for 84 months, plus no payments for 90 days. Skinner's of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Now through October 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full details. Tales. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. And welcome back for hour two of the game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. 701 here on ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we are continued to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports. We had some line issues last segment, so we're going to try to revisit what we were talking about coming up after the next break. We'll have our roundtable with myself, Butch, and EJ Russell, host of The Hot Seat from Escanaba, Michigan. Butch, do we got you back, and how are we sounding now? Hello? How are we sounding now, Butch? What the heck? <laughs> I'm I'm thinking the pandemic might have hit our phone lines tonight as well, but yeah, well, 
This is not working too hard for me here. Now, let, let, let's try our best to get through this, much like this pandemic, Butch. Uh, any final thoughts on the Detroit Lions? I mean, one and three going into the bye week. Uh, I don't think many people that follow this team are very surprised at where they're at. Any other things you want to discuss with the Detroit Lions? Yeah, well, let me get this. Well, like a bear with the echo and what's out there. The bottom line is, is right now Detroit Lions need some uh, leadership here, and it has to come from the upper tier. It has not happened. Uh, we don't know it's going to happen. He did have his four o'clock uh, uh, sit in with the media and whatnot. I haven't gotten any word on that or anything the internet or Twitter or. Facebook there, he's been fired or he's been sat down and smacked on the head. I guess that would be an eternal issue. <laughs> but right now, the, the leadership from the top is not happening right now here. And this team has been led astray, and, and they're on their own. There's no leadership from, from any portion. Everybody wants to sit up there and look at the players there. But when the players don't uh, don't respond to the coaching or the coaching is just so doggone bad and so doggone pathetic that the game is ruined and is, and is full of assholes. Well, the, the Detroit Lions yesterday didn't do nothing through that little gap of particular scoring or whatever it may be, especially on defense where you're paid to stop people. And they, they have many opportunities where there's no, there should be no problem where they should not have won the game. The Lions have had four opportunities to be 4-0, and and they have botched every one of them. And this is not really right now on the players per se. It's on the coaching staff. Everybody wants to play this hero role. Matthew Stafford, this, this, and that, and whatever it may be. There's some players that have done some pretty good things, but when I see the punt returner, Mr. Agnew, stand down there and call for fair catch and can't look behind him and see that a New Orleans player is right beside him as he let a, a ball almost, you know, thinking that's going to go in the end zone, and they catch it and stop it on the one-yard line. That's pathetic. Where's the coaching? This man's getting free money. Yeah, he sure. You tell me what, what, what's so gullible about that. I, People are tired of it, Scott, and that's all I got to say right now. And the upper management has to do something. Either scold them or let them know. You're out the door and you screw up again. Well, that's it, Butch. Uh, upper management Sheila Ford Hamp uh, did say, or at least allude to, they expected better results. As of now, we haven't seen it. Lions going into the bye week. Bye week favored by three to beat the Detroit Lions this Sunday. <laughs> but <laughs> exactly, Butch. Let's move on to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Red Wings have an NHL draft that they are taking part in tomorrow. Uh, what's the word around your area as far as the Wings heading? into the draft and, you know, looking uh, possibly for a goaltender? Nothing. No, I mean, what do you want from a draft? There? Right now, everybody's got their pins and needles on and they're sitting on it right now because everyone wants to make that deal that's going to make their team special. Uh, Steve Eisman has went out of his way right now to get some people and some veterans that he more or less can trust to go ahead on if they do get through this particular season the way it should, which probably will start about January, that they can hold through it and be in the playoffs. The general public wants Red Wings in the playoffs this year. That's if and or but about it. They've gotten rid of some players. They've brought some players in. I think a young and the youth is going to have to do a whole heck of a lot but they're going to have to get some experienced players within uh, the, the confines of free agency and also some players from Europe. 
And the thing is right now, the Red Wings do have players on loan in Europe. Are they willing to bring those those young kids in to spike up the uh, the lineup where they can give a better performance than they have been given in many, many years? Butch, uh, as far as the other teams, obviously pretty quiet with the Pistons, uh, Tigers heading into the offseason. Any news from those two teams before we look at some uh, any high school um, news and results from your area? Well, as I said on the, last night there, uh, the Pistons, again, was very massaging at getting information out, but they did have a bubble for two weeks with some of the younger players and as well as five other players, Grand Rapids Drive, uh, on their particular bubble that they worked out for exactly two weeks and played five-on-five basketball. I'm not mentioning any veterans who would come to camp because I don't think they were invited or they would show up in the first place there. But in order for the that, you know, show some transparency in what the Pistons doing right now. That did happen uh, this past Friday. was announced uh, by the coach of the uh, Detroit Pistons through um, a recognition of uh, YouTube. And uh, not even Zoom, where maybe some of the media or all the media can get a hold to it. Butch, we talked in the first hour, uh, local sports, as far as some of the high school football going on here. Uh, how are things going in your neck of the woods as far as games and uh, things that caught your attention? Nothing. Not, not a doggone thing, because right now, my thing is about this whole football issue here, with, especially with high school, is who's going to mess it up here? As we know, uh, the governor's issue, uh, her issue on uh, uh Transparency or maybe making rules as a governor has been struck down. So and many of the rules that she has made trans, uh, planted for the state of Michigan to be safe is going to be challenged by a um, political uh, uh, agenda there. And so I'm very scared and afraid for these children that certain things for their safety uh, being uh, that is right now in place be removed, and then you get this whole uh, regular uh, people going in there, found stadiums and doing whatnot they want to do, and we end up finding out this virus has taken over. We're saying that, and the experts have said about a second wave, and kinda, you're kind of afraid on that. They've done a lot of things across country to kind of space that out. Uh, they're going to expand uh, uh, some... Um, tournaments for diving and swimming uh, just to make sure the kids are safe when they go through these operas. And they've done a fantastic job on that. But right now, football in the tanks there, I'm very, um, very afraid. Because, again, many of these uh, these teams that play football, these kids on Friday night play football, that is the town's bread and butter, okay, that that opens up saloons, that opens up dining rooms, that opens up parties, that opens up liquor stores or 7-Elevens, a whole lot of other things other than I'm talking about the stadium and whatnot there. That's where we're getting in a whole heck of a lot of trouble. Butch Davis joining us on the game. Uh, Butch, anything else you want to bring up before we go to break and head to our roundtable? Uh, not so much. You know, I'm 
I'm okay. <laughs> Besides a little echo in the ear, we're, we're doing good. But uh, Butch Davis, host of Butch on Sports, joining us on the game. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we'll have our roundtable where we move from a local to regional to national perspective. Lots to talk about on the game, and we'll talk about it coming up next here on the game, ESPN 1400. Paul Thompson here with Gaylor Thompson Sales and Service, just off I-75 in Rudyard, inviting you to stop in and see the largest selection of equipment in the eastern Upper Peninsula. To complement our full line of Mahindra tractors, we have trailers including goosenecks, dumps, cargos, car haulers, and utility trailers. We also have a full line of lawn and garden equipment with Cub Cadet and Exmark. Over 50 mowers to choose from, a full line of parts, and we service what we sell. Looking for an outdoor wood or pellet furnace or parts? We stock water pumps, exchangers, peck supplies, and more. Also, Check out our full line of Boss and Fisher Snow and Ice equipment. Here at Gaylor Thompson and Rudyard, we are open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturdays, 9 to noon, for your convenience. Just off I-75 in Rudyard, 30 minutes from the bridge. If you need it, we have it. Give us a call at 906-478-3026. Hope to see you here. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Hey, it's a Guido from a Guido's Pizza. We make our own dough, grate the cheese, slice the veggies, blend our sauces fresh every day. We're the savory sauce boss of our original recipe, chunky tomato and fire roasted, and our famous garlic dip and homemade ranch. Your Guido's Pizza will hit the spot every time because we work hard to make the customers happy. Call ahead for fast pickup at 635-0066 or at guidospizzasu.com. And remember, Guido's loves you. Are you a do-it-yourselfer homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start. Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 38 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home, business, farm projects, or anything in between. Everything Electric now carries cat generators. Stop by and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric. 2893 Ashman in Sioux, Michigan. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. Welcome back to the game on ESPN 1400. You can hear podcasts of the game on the website, thegamesportshow.com, as well as thegamesportshow.podbean.com. We are all over the place on the web you can also hear our podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, PodTrail, Facebook, and Instagram. Scott Nason with you on this Monday night. The game, our return to radio. Trying to work out a few little bugs here. Uh, we'll get through them as best we can. We are continued to be joined by Butch Davis from Butch on Sports in Metro Detroit for the roundtable. And joining us right now from Escanaba, Michigan, host of The Hot Seat, which you can hear on our website, thegamesportshow.com, on Thursday nights. Ladies and gentlemen, E.J. Russell. Yo, 
EJ, how you doing on this uh, a little bit chilly but nice Monday night? I'm, I'm fantastic, man. It's October. Uh, some some goon that I know has a birthday at the end of the month. I don't know who it could be. So uh, October's a great month. We're in playoff baseball. We're in NFL. We get treated with a little bit of NBA Finals. I love it right now. Can't wait to get into this episode of the game. Well, let's start with your topic for the roundtable. We'll go to Butch first and then myself. So, EJ, lots to talk about. We haven't covered anything nationally. What's on your mind tonight in the world of sports? Uh, Everybody that knows me knows I love me some football. So the topic of conversation tonight is going to be Bill O'Brien. Did he deserve to lose his job? Was it time to remove him from the Houston Texans? What are your thoughts on Bill O'Brien being relieved of duties as the Houston Texans head coach? Romeo Cornell, guy that's coached the Browns and Kansas State Chiefs in the past, uh, Browns very unsuccessfully, as I remember, uh, is going to come in uh, in place of Bill O'Brien and replace him as uh, relieve him of his head coaching duties, excuse me. Uh, Bill O'Brien firing. What are your guys' thoughts? Butch, uh, we'll start with you. Oh, boy. That's a toughie there because Bill O'Brien Brian was doing a pretty doggone good job down there, but they're not winning right now. So again, you know, it's um, ownership taking, uh, again, ownership on the particular people that they have right now. Uh, in fact, uh, Moving on, you know, you got a fistful of people and it's tough to make a dollar bill here and there. It is very, very likely that patience with some owners is going to be very short. Uh, I was surprised to hear about it uh, when I heard about it. Uh, I have done did an excellent job in uh, dealing with the talent that he do have. But again, you're when you're missing pieces every single year, either something's happening or someone's getting hurt. It's it's very hard to sustain yourself and get a lot better, and that's the thing that happened to you right now. And it's unfortunate that he's gone. But again, Roman Cornell is a uh, pretty good guy on offense. If he can get um, Watson rolling. Uh, Again, Houston has a very good opportunity of still making the playoffs in the division that they uh, they carry over in. Yeah, EJ, as far as coaches that I thought would be gone after week four, I don't think this one was on my radar too much as far as Houston and Bill O'Brien. You know, Houston's a very disappointing 0-4, but, you know, with the extra Hello? playoff spot, I think that team still does have enough talent to get in. But what Houston has going against them is they've put a lot of money and draft picks into that team. And and I just don't know. I remembered when it happened. How do you lose DeAndre Hopkins? How do you let him go? And what they got for him, I don't know if that's uh, worth losing, Mr. Hopkins. Uh, You know, a lot of money is in that team. This is a team that's made the playoffs Uh, every year. They haven't done anything in the playoffs. But this one, I think, caught me off guard. I really thought Adam Gase would be the first one to go in New York, and he certainly would. And uh, Butch and I already mentioned uh, another that should go, but the Fords certainly, I would think, not will not get rid of Matt Patricia until at least the end of the season if things continue as they are. Obviously, the New York Giants, they're having their issues. But I wouldn't bury Houston just yet. I don't think that division is maybe the strongest division in football. Granted, Tennessee's off to a good start. Indianapolis is off to a good start. We've seen 
in Jacksonville, you know, win a game or well, one one game. So I wouldn't bury Houston, but but this one was a big surprise to me. What say you? Like Scott's there, but I tell you one thing for sure: there, the subject you're bringing up here, uh, I don't know. Will it bring up a, a, a bunch of can of worms on, on that particular subject? Um, Bill O'Brien. Well, let, let me let me ask you this: so, you, you're, again, you're a guy that knows coaches far better than I do. Do you think Romeo Cornell and his body of work is going to be able to step into this Houston Texans team? and find a way to get them to the playoffs this year? Or, or are they just going to continue to underperform the rest of the year and they need to find a new recipe? Oh, well, uh, again, well, Roman Cornell is a tale of two cities there. As an assistant coach, he does excellent with the team that he's dealing with there. On in a head coach with the mentees he has uh, had that opportunity to do, uh, he's not been all that successful there. So, again, it might be a, a twinkle that he can have a little bit more control with Watson there, being that he's the offensive coordinator, um, and versus uh, O'Brien, who was calling the plays, and very good was very good at one time point in time doing it. But, again, they're not winning something. A lot of uh, Houston's problem is not so much always on the offense, I guess you you have to join the defense in there too, and not uh, put it in there all. And I don't know is that the reason why they let him go. But again, the Houston's offense, who they think should be very powerful offense, has not been the same this year as it has in past. Now, now Deshaun Watson did have to deal with some injuries, but I I, I don't know if I want to fully blame it on the defense. I feel like the defense led by J.J. Watt, they had a guy named Jadavian Clowney there for a little bit. They, they've had good enough pieces. Uh, I believe his name is Jonathan Joseph in the secondary was fantastic for them for a long time. They, they've had some good pieces on the defensive side of the ball. But I don't know that good defense is a blame. I, I, I do believe that Bill O'Brien and the scheme that he was running there was not necessarily the best scheme for Deshaun Watson. I think that training for uh, trading for uh, David Johnson was a mistake. I don't believe that any team should ever get rid of DeAndre Hopkins. But Scott's just texting me back. He's saying, yes, we're good, but he can hear us. So, so Scott, I'm going to throw it to you here, a uh, little Houston Texans football talk. Yeah, I was talking earlier. I think I didn't have the right button push so you guys could hear me. Uh, you know, this is a team that I wouldn't – Barry just yet as far as, you know, saying that they don't have a chance to make the playoffs. This was a big surprise as far as, as the firing today. I really thought that a different coach, maybe an Adam Gase from the Jets or a Matt Patricia for Detroit would be fired before uh, Houston's coach did. So, you know, there's a lot of money invested in Houston. They, you know, how does the team, like you said, EJ, get rid of a guy like DeAndre Hopkins? They're, they gave away a lot of draft picks to Miami over the next few years so kind of with Houston it's win now and hope for the best and right now Houston's 0-4 and you know in that division I don't think it's the toughest division in football but you got a pretty good Tennessee team who uh, hopefully will start playing again next week Indianapolis with a big win at Chicago so I wouldn't say Houston is done just yet but certainly a lot of money invested in that team and it's a win now atmosphere in Houston. Well, again, you know, we all bring that uh, that reign of supreme there. But 
the one thing that the Lions and Houston have in common there mostly, they don't have a lot of good backups there. Okay? Right. Not at all. I mean, they don't have no quarterback. And normal procedure there, when we saw it with Detroit late yesterday, in the middle of that game where New Orleans scored 35 points and Detroit couldn't get nothing off the basket and whatnot there, we would have had a backup quarterback in there who was somewhat capable of, of doing, maybe getting the team energized or getting them going. And Matthew Stafford couldn't do the same thing. Uh, Watson is in the same position there where, you know, when he messes up and he does mess up, okay, let's not make him all invincible. Who, who's going to spell him and, and get the team kind of geeked up and, and get them going via offensively or defensively where the team start moving on? Those are questions that I raise on in many occasions. You know, we look at Chicago Bears, they're three and one, and they had the ability of one week last week to bring in uh, Nick Foles in there, and he did pretty doggone well to give him that third victory. Turn it around and give him the starting role, and he ended up losing, okay? So it's always good to have two people better than one there because I'm quite sure Nick Foles has some problems or get injured. You still have that other person that they can bounce off of. Guys, let's I don't think uh, go ahead, EJ. I don't think that it's, no, I don't think it's that, that they need a second quarterback in Houston. I they need everybody of, needs a second quarterback. Everybody needs a backup. No, I don't Lions need a first. That's not stupid football. It is no, it is. I understand, but I agree. That it is too good football not to have a second quarterback. But I don't think that Deshaun Watson is the kind of guy that uh, you're, you're the second quarterback needs to be a point of emphasis. I think that he's talented enough that he has, uh, and and that he has enough ability that he can. So he's be a six million dollar man, and he stays healthy. Uh, 24-7. No way. That quarterback is hurt. And you didn't, have you seen him in the last, in the four games he played, they've been bouncing to Sean Watson like a rubber ball. Yeah, that's because the, the I know he's hurt. It hurt somewhere. No, that's because they haven't, but that's because they haven't focused on putting an offensive line together. They've been too busy worrying about DeAndre Hopkins and now that they think that they traded him away, okay, now we're going to get the right pieces around to Sean Watson. No, they should have been focusing on on offensive line the second that they draft him because you already had DeAndre Hopkins. They get hurt too. The, the problem is coaching on that team. I don't think uh, Bill O'Brien was the right answer. Well, I think coaching is, is a problem. But don't, don't, I agree expect, with don't expect them to make a playoff with Romeo Cornell. He hasn't done it with the other teams that he's coached. Sometimes I just sit back and let these two go at it for those that are maybe new to the game and the round table. And we love it when they do. Let's continue, and guys. We also love each other. Yes, we do. Well, maybe. Let's continue the uh, football talk, guys. I'm going to throw out the, the next topic on it. Just kind of in general, week four. We got a couple games tonight due to COVID. Right now, Kansas City leading the New England Patriots three to nothing uh, halfway through the first quarter. Later on tonight, nine o'clock. Green Bay Packers host Atlanta and just your overall thoughts as far as week four in the NFL. I'm going to start since I got cut out for a little bit and just some of the games that I watched that I was very impressed with. And right now there are two four and O teams in football. Granted, there's a few that are three and O that are either playing tonight or will have to play next week due to COVID. But the two teams that have really caught my attention guys have been the Seattle Seahawks and the Buffalo bills. Uh, you know, Seattle wasn't the prettiest game yesterday in Miami. But Russell Wilson is continuing his um, just incredible play. And, you know, this is a guy that has never garnered an MVP vote 
and he's going to get some this year, especially if he keeps playing the way that he's doing. Uh, Seattle looks very good. The defense looked better yesterday. Uh, again, not the greatest defense, but a defense that definitely played better. And this team just impresses me more and more, guys, as the season goes along. The Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Oh, if the Lions had a quarterback like that or played like that, more specifically, this kid has really come into his own this year. There was a lot of hype going into the season fantasy football owners. Uh, he was pretty high on the list, and some people qu weren't quite buying it, but you know, he, they've surrounded Allen with a very good cast as far as offensively. Bringing over Stefan Diggs has given them that big play threat. Also, you have uh, Singletary, the, the running back, and you know some good tight ends and a good offensive line. And Allen, he does not play scared at all. And Buffalo went into the Raiders. Granted, the Raiders aren't the best team, I think, in football, but still a tough play to pl place to play out there in the Death Star, and Buffalo gets it done. So I was very impressed by those two teams yesterday. I know EJ is going to talk, I'm sure, about the Browns' victory against the Dallas Cowboys. And, boy, that NFC East division, guys. Uh, Philadelphia won last night, 1-2-1. and one. First place in that division, Dallas, they can't stop anything. Uh, the Giants played better at L.A., but I think the Rams kind of slept walk through that game. And Washington, again, not a very good team. So those are some of the things that stood out to me yesterday. Butch, I'm going to go to you. Uh, we talked about the Lions and Houston. What are some other things that you saw yesterday in the NFL that caught your attention? Not very much, yeah. you know, not very much after the Lions. The matter of fact, you, you said everything was a weird day yesterday. Much of, much of the day, but when I got up in the morning, it was on pins and needles. Yeah. Because many thought the game was not going to be played because the addition or the condition of one of the New Orleans players is supposed to have tested positive. But again, throughout the night, whatever it may be, they cleared that up. The New Orleans Saints got in town by 2.30 in the morning <laughs> in order to get some rest and be at the stadium around about 6, 7 or 9. Let me see. Hold on. I got it written down here. 9.45. And still whoop the Lions. And still whoop the Lions there. Minus know? six starters uh, too, Butch. That, that was, that was um, ungrateful. We, we needed the TV media <laughs> to let people know or let at least us media know that there'll be a game at one o'clock. You know, we got that message or in the area around about um, 8.35. So that was the pins and needles of, of that particular day. Uh, talking about no stress and no rest, <laughs> that, that just screwed up every doggone thing here. Uh, the best game I did see, though, um, speaking of Dallas and the Billies, uh, what's, what's the Buffalo Billies there? Um, and you know what? It's not that... Josh Allen is uh, the great coming, second coming, as uh, many people would like to kind of build that up to sell some T-shirts or some draws or something there. I just think that the young man is just a raw football player that goes out there and he knows how to use what they're going to give him. I mean, he runs the ball not all that great, but exceptionally well. When there's a hole there, he takes it. He picks up the 16 or 17 yards. He gives a whack and a smack to the defensive player who's going to try to attack him or run him down. He's just a rough, uh, not so much polished kind of football player, but 
and, and and the players around him enjoy him and love him, and he's able to influence them to do better. When you got all of that going on there, you can take a little and make it something there. And right now, Buffalo Bills are doing that. Again, you you got some people that are, are name players, and uh, they are making a difference. But it takes a team, to, the 22 players who start or maybe come in and out of that game to give Buffalo the success. Again, it's not so much always the offensive defense there, but how they stick in the game and don't let other teams kind of bully them around so they can sit at the end of the game and, and get that victory. And Buffalo's been very good of it this year. EJ, your Browns 3-1 and one on the season, putting up a 49 spot. It was the first time, I believe, in 50 years the Browns have scored 30 points in three consecutive games. You'd have to hang on in the end. I know you want to talk about that and week four in the NFL. The floor is yours, sir. I have absolutely no idea what to say about my Browns. I didn't pick them this week. I bet against them this week. I did not expect us to put up a 40-burger against these Dallas Cowboys. I think they're much better than they're playing their 3-1 and record. Um, I, I think their offensive line is better than how they played in these first four games. But I think that what Cleveland showed this week was something phenomenal, and that was the fact that Kevin Stefanski, a guy that when he was the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, had incredible success running the football. When Dalvin Cook was injured, he found guys like Latavius Murray and others to fill in and continue to rush the ball. Nick Chubb getting hurt was not the worst thing in the world. Uh, Nick Chubb led the league in rushing in 2019. Uh, was it 2016 or 2017 that Nick uh, Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing? Okay, We went from option 1A to option uh, 1A2. Like, <laughs> and they're, they're, they're both could be starters on almost any team this league. So very lucky to get that kind of performance from the running game. Oh, by the way, guys like uh, Hillard, uh, Odell had a 70-something yard rush, which was the, the, the play that, that broke the, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. The, the Browns, honest to God, and then I can't believe it, just played absolutely fantastic football. Baker Mayfield minimizing turnovers, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. I don't care that he only threw for 165 yards, 19 of 30. That's all you need him to do. I mean, Jarvis had a much better uh, QBR at 100 going one for one with 37 yards with touchdowns. Oh, and by the way, he threw it to his LCU teammate, Odell Beckham Jr., which I thought that was a great play in that game. But that showed me a lot more about the Browns under Kevin Stefanski than it did under this Dallas team led by Mike McCarthy, right? That Those Packers teams were not known for their defense. They were known for their points. And I thought that Miles Garrett was an incredible talent in that game. Uh, outside of Dallas-Cleveland, I do want to get in the fact that Joe Burrow did get his first win against the Mar- uh, uh, Garner Minshew-led Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, good for him. Joe Burrow is the guy that deserved to get his, his win here. This is a good place for it. They did it at home. He threw the ball to A.J. Green. All the pieces that you needed for Joe Burrow to get his first one were there. So congratulations to him. New Orleans, Detroit. I, I don't know that New Orleans really showed me a lot there. Like I, 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 I almost thought that Detroit was a better team in that game. And, and then New Orleans found a way to pull it out, and Detroit found a way to screw it up. But... Um, 
th- th- there, there wasn't that game didn't help either team, in my opinion. And then let's go to the Chicago Bears real quick. Nick Foles, uh, he he's not going to be your answer. I understand that Nick Foles has always been better coming in as a backup than a starter. When he got the starting role in Jacksonville, he didn't produce the way that he was expected to. The only time that Nick Foles is good is when you bring him in at like week 11, 12, 13, have him play a few games, there's no tape, and then all of a sudden he's going to run into the playoffs. And, oh, by the way, those teams that you might have played earlier in the year that you might see later in the year, you didn't play him with Nick Foles, now he's going to throw different. But he just finds a way to do things in the postseason and later in the year than he has traditionally done as a starter in the beginning of the year. Uh, but Chicago, you, you got a situation on your hands. you got two quarterbacks right now that aren't the answer, and you're bringing in Nick Foles too late. Um, I, I said this on the hot seat this week. If I were the Philadelphia Eagles, I would find a way to trade for Nick Foles right now and make Carson Wentz keep taking snaps until about week 10, 11, 12. And then switch it over. Uh, Chicago, you might be the worst team with a winning record right now. Gentlemen, let's take a break here on the game. We come back. We'll continue the roundtable. Butch Davis will give us a topic and we'll discuss it. All coming up next on the game here on ESPN 1400. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors at Skinner's of Pickford. Take on everything around the house, farm, and hunting camp with our reliable number one selling tractors that are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down and 0% APR for 84 months, plus no payments for 90 days. Skinner's of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Now through October 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full details. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Arvstrom Medical Equipment and Supplies has products available for women who have undergone mastectomies. They carry American Breast Care products, which offers a variety of products for post-mastectomy care, including post-mastectomy prostheses and stylish post-mastectomy bras. All of ABC's breast forms are made in the USA. Their mastectomy fitter is dedicated to helping you look and feel your best by ensuring you receive the perfect style and fit for you. They strive to provide you with complete, compassionate care in a private, comfortable setting to satisfy your unique needs. Call today at 632-1923 or stop in at 409 Ashman Street, Sioux, Michigan, located next to Arfstrom Pharmacy, your locally owned HealthMart Pharmacy. Arfstrom Medical Equipment and Supplies, where your health is our business. ACHC accredited. HealthMart, caring for you and about you. O'Connor's Chrysler Dodge, Dodge Truck and Jeep in Pickford is your full-service dealership. Servicing Pickford and the surrounding areas with pride for more than 50 years. O'Connor's top-notch body shop includes a state-of-the-art frame straightener. O'Connor's is also a proud supporter of community events. Its sales team has the experience to know which model is right for each customer. And with financing available to back your purchase, you can drive away today in your dream vehicle. Local people, local pride. Stop in today on M129 at O'Connor's. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on ESPN 1400. 
737 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by Butch Davis and EJ Russell on the roundtable. The fourth member of our show, host of the Game Sports Show in Sioux, Ontario, Dave McKeg Jr., unable to be with us tonight. We'll hopefully get him on the show next week to talk about what's going on in Sioux, Ontario. Uh, we mentioned earlier, Ontario Hockey League, Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League still have not resumed play, so we'll get an update from Dave as far as what's going on in Sioux, Ontario. But we continue our roundtable here on ESPN 1400, and we'll go next to host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis, for the next topic. I'll take first crack, and then we'll go to EJ Russell for his thoughts. So, Butch, what's on your mind tonight in the world of sports besides uh, Echoes? <laughs> uh, and you would come to me on that call. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> We've been doing this a long time, Butch. Yeah, you're telling me. Uh, you know, the <laughs> uh, one thing that I, I kind of notice here in sports uh, that has been depleted, and we have baseball today here, and not probably not one of us saw a game here so far. Uh, but I, I'm looking at the the. the the disparity between the Women's uh, Basketball Association and the NBA there. Now, the NBA gets the billing on national television and the Women's League, who's really doing a better job marketing and as far as uh, the, the play of the game, it's done uh, very much a wonder why they don't get some of the billing on some, maybe some primetime television there. Yeah, Butch, uh, I'm going to start just uh, mentioning a baseball score. Um, final scoring from Oakland. Houston wins game one of that series uh, against Oakland by the score of, uh. of 10 to 5. Yeah, exactly. Uh, New York Yankees and Tampa Bay Rays coming up later tonight. Tomorrow you have all the other series starting, or at least all, almost all of them, or all of them actually, Miami at Atlanta. You also have uh, San Diego taking on the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, get, getting to the NBA and the WNBA, uh, first of all, I want to give a lot of credit to both the WNBA and the NBA and the NHL for how they resume their season using the bubble and uh, not having any COVID issues that we've seen in Major League Baseball. We've seen here in high school football and we, and we've seen in college football. And so I think both all three of those organizations should be very well commended. I know on this show, we talked a few months back, at least I thought that it wasn't even going to happen. And so I think that both all three of those organizations should get a lot of credit for how they've handled this, uh, you know, game three last night, Miami comes back, uh, LeBron storms off the court, Lakers still lead that series two to one. I still like them and that, but you know, looking at the WNBA, I, I gotta be honest, I don't watch it. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat as me. I, I love women's college basketball. I love girls basketball, but for some reason, just the WNBA, it just doesn't do it for me. It's as simple as that. I mean, there's some incredible talent there and uh, you know, these ladies give their all and it just, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's not watchable for me. And I don't know why it's not like I don't like women's basketball, but just somehow maybe Detroit losing their team, uh, having the shock a few years ago, I might've watched a little more WNBA basketball, but you know, you don't see this in other sports. You don't see this in tennis, you know, tennis 
you know, I watch the women's as much as the men's, uh, maybe not as much golf, but I think the disparity, like you mentioned, Butch, in the NBA compared to the WNBA is is a big one. And I don't know how the WNBA makes up the gap as far as tr- trying to, you know, get into the television market more and having more people watching the games. Because again, I love sports. I watch them all. I just don't watch the WNBA and I really don't know why. EJ Russell, your thoughts. I mean, if the game is on, I'll leave it on. I'm going to respect the women and their ability to play the game. And, in fact, I would argue that the fundamentals of the women's game are far better than the fundamentals of the men's game. Uh, I just – the – God, I feel like an idiot saying this, and I I hope I don't get some kickback for this. I just – there's a lot more physical talent in the men's game. You, you see guys doing things that um, physically, I, oh man, I'm going to bury myself in the hole here. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I respect the, the tactics of the women's game. I think it's, if you were to dissect game by game, there's far more tactics and coaching in women's basketball, better coaching in women's basketball because uh each team approaches it in such a technical aspect. I think that one of the reasons that the men's game is so exciting is because you have guys like LeBron James, um, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, like I'll use these ultra freak athletes that can jump off the gym, jump above the rim and throw the ball down harder than you've ever spiked anything in your entire life. Just the physical talent is there. The women's game, there are some incredible physical talents. Like, a Candace Parker, like a Brittany Griner, like a Diana Taurasi, who can do things for women's basketball that have never been done before. I think, in my opinion, Diana Taurasi is one of the best women's basketball players I've ever seen, point blank, hands down, barred none. Okay? She's incredible. Sue Bird is beautiful. Uh, Agumba Wale out of Notre Dame, who's now playing in the WNBA, she was fantastic. What did she had two buzzer beaters that one year in the NBA? or excuse me, the NCAA uh, Final Four, and then the championship game to lead her team to a national title. There are incredible talents there. I just think that when we watch professional basketball as fans, and I say we as in the royal we, everybody here, uh, we want to see some high-flying, crazy stuff that we don't normally get to see because we can't do that. Every one of us can make a layup. Every one of us can, can hit a shot from our driveway. Right, And I feel like sometimes when you watch a women's game, you get more of that than you do in the men's game. But I'm not trying to take away from the talent of these ladies. Sue Bird is one of the best basketball players, men or women, that I've ever seen against her own competition. She's very, very talented. And all these ladies in the WNBA are, are very, very skilled basketball players and would beat any one of us or probably any one of our listeners in a game of one-on-one. I think it's a shame that they don't get as much publicity as they do, but I understand a little bit why they might not, because we want sports to see the incredible, and unfortunately for the incredible, and I'll put that in air quotes here, uh, women's basketball, you just don't get as much as that because it is is a very uh, structured game. It is a very shooter-driven league, and the the NBA product that we're used to watching is a high-flying slam dunk, swaggy, 
game, and the WNBA just isn't that. Although, as far as basketball goes, I'd say that the WNBA is better at playing a fundamental, structured, great game of basketball than the NBA is. I'll give them that all day long. Gentlemen, want to thank our technical assistance director, Mike Spooler and Dave Watson, for fixing our little problem. It sounds much better. Uh, Butch, uh, great topic. Your thoughts? They fixed it. They did, just like that, huh? Butch, please don't paint me to be an idiot. I had to jump on a few. Wow. I don't know about <laughs> idiot and whatnot there. You know, both of you have very valid points, okay, and what the WNBA brings and what the NBA brings. Both of them are very valid points, especially uh, the valid point you bring on the fundamental part, uh, EJ. That is uh, – that is, uh, I'm buying that one, okay? And also um, – Scott made a very valid point. Uh, the reason uh, uh, a lot of uh, in Michigan don't really uh, maybe hop on to the maybe WNBA is for the simple fact that the Detroit Shocks are not here, which is a big, big, empty uh, pill, okay, when it comes down to uh, fulfilling uh, the sports market here in the um, we don't get we don't get soccer. We don't got women's basketball. What is the city coming to here? I don't know, gentlemen. The reason I feel okay, and many, and 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 this is factual, okay. Uh, the WNBA doesn't get the marketing that the that the NBA gets, okay. Right. It's plain and simple. They don't get the notoriety on national television, except on maybe on the weekends, and it's got to be on the afternoon. The NBA I, I, I is very heavily they, marketed. They get- it comes. It comes on they do day, get more press than I, they get they, more press than other they, women's sports. I'll give them that. Huh? What did you say? They get they they get far like the one thing that I will give the WNBA is that of all the different women's professional leagues, they are the most um at, at, at most advertised. They do a good job as far as all the different women's leagues. They are the best at that. I will give them that. That's very. Uh, I don't believe in that. I think tennis does the best job in women's sports, far none. When it comes down to the women, there maybe because there are a lot more women who are very much so active. Because it's when those particular it's only because Serena Williams is such a, no, it's only because Serena Williams is so. Well, the Williams is, is more than the Williams now. You got to look at soccer and a whole lot of other. Players who, who right now the Williams ain't got a pot to pee in the window to throw it out right now. I think the WNBA as a league does far better at promoting women's sports than women's tennis does because I well, it has to give it the national appeal that they give that the NBA gives. They're both the same company, okay? It's just who puts the most money and who puts the most in it, and you don't see none of the WNBA. Uh, finals on national television, and CBS hosts the WNBA this year, as well as ABC. Now, what's the what problem do you mean the, here? The, the WNBA is playing on national television on October. That's not the national television. Yeah. It's Fox, NBC, ABC. They're on ESPN. Maybe, maybe that's still cable. No, that, that, that's not cable. No, ESPN. Not cable. No, ESPN is. Is, national, is it not still? Is ESPN uh, not a national network? It's a regular television network. That is not a national network. Is the company that we work with your commercial network. networks? They're not getting the play on those particulars. I'll be that quiet. is why. <laughs> you're not getting the play. If you don't get to play on Fox, you don't get to play on NBC. 
or ABC or CBS, you you rely on cable, and they're getting good cable play. Even now, the CBS carries their game on their cable network, not on their national network, and that is the big difference right now with with the WNBA. Uh, and and again, you guys made very valid points there on that particular subject there, uh, as far as the uh, the way the game is played, and and versus that, and also maybe the notoriety that you don't have a team in uh, in Michigan at all to uh, compete in the in the with the WNBA. Uh, just a valid question that I just bring to play, but the fact of the matter is the marketing is not the same on national television or commercial television than it is on other on other brands. Gentlemen, we got about 10 minutes left. We still have to do our thumbs up and thumbs down uh, before we go. Uh, just kind of an open-ended topic to finish the roundtable. Uh, and, and again, this is a sports lover's paradise right now with everything that is going on in the world of sports. And so the question is, and I'm just going to start briefly, and we'll go to EJ and then Butch, is as far as a sport that we haven't talked about or something you're watching, uh, what would you like to talk about tonight as far as another sport? Maybe that doesn't get the the national attention as the sports we've talked about. Uh, the one I want to talk about, you know I got to talk about it, is the Premier League in soccer. We saw a couple score lines this weekend that were just out of this world. Liverpool, a team that absolutely rolled through the Premier League last year, winning it going away. They were at home and lost to Aston Villa, a team that barely survived. They literally had to win on the last day to get it, to stay up in the Premier League. They have relegation system over in England. If the Lions were in that same system, they'd be in Arena League 4 if that was still around. But Yes, they would in uh, D3. Aston Villa knocks off Liverpool 7-2 to two, and Tottenham Hotspur goes to Manchester United, all the history and pageantry of that squad, and throttles the Red Devils 6-1. to And so it's a really topsy-turvy Premier League right now. You have the top three teams, not your usual Arsenals, Liverpool, Chelsea's, Man City's, Man U, Everton, Aston Villa, and Leicester City. I'll say it before. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The Premier League, my favorite regular season of any sport because every game matters. There's no playoffs. And so, EJ, another sport, I'm sure Premier League probably isn't on your radar, but uh, what's something else you're watching that you want to talk about for a couple minutes? Hey, listen, I'd like to add that I am a Liverpool slash West Ham United fan. I'm I'm not an ultra Premier League fan. But I have a couple of teams that I support, okay? Very good. West Ham's one of them. I, I love blowing bubbles. <laughs> Very good. Uh, but uh, for me, the team that I'm paying attention to right now has got to be the Miami Marlins. Taking down the Chicago Cubs in the wild card series. Moving on. This is an organization that, if you look up their stat line, are very good in the playoffs. And Derek Jeter owns them. And I'm not saying that I think they're going to win the World Series. But if there's a team that doesn't deserve to win the World Series that could, Miami's in the hunt. They just took down the Cubbies. Okay, that, that That's not something that's not worth talking about. Okay, San Diego, or excuse me, Slam Diego finds a way to get past St. Louis. A historically great franchise that has always found success in the postseason. Uh, so I, I'm big on those two teams. Uh, I like Oakland more than I like Houston. I like Tampa Bay more than I like New York. Purely out of bias. Scott, I'm with you. I hope we get a, and Butch, I think you said it too. 
I hope we get a New York or excuse me, an Oakland Tampa Bay American League Championship Series. But I, I really, really like Miami's approach to these playoffs. I think that they're an underrated team. I think that they're a team that you're not prepared for. And I think that they're a team that can come out and take anybody this year, just like they did in the 97 World Series against my Cleveland Indians and found a way to win that uh, with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And we're not going to talk about this. But uh, I like the Miami Marlins this year because if a team's going to win it, why not let it be the, mo- the most incomparable, most unlikely team that you think it would be? I like Miami in these playoffs. I'd like to see him play at Tampa Bay or in Oakland because Houston, uh, go bang on your garbage can somewhere else in the Yankees. Uh, everybody knows what I think of the Yankees. Uh, but I, I do like Tampa Bay. I like, I love, absolutely love Kiermaier in center field for the Tampa Bay race. He's been fantastic since he's come out of that organization. But uh, I think that this is just a great year to see Oakland make the finals. I think that this is a great year. But. Butch, uh, Diego make the finals, but we're, it's going to be good. Yes, indeed. Sorry about that, EJ. Uh, Butch Davis, uh, what else are you uh, watching there that we haven't talked about? Nothing. We've covered it all. Okay. And I'm back at my He's little got nothing microphone else to say. here. <laughs> uh, absolutely nothing here. I, you know, I wish I could kind of contribute to this particular uh, ordeal, but nothing really. You know, you know, I, I was busy this weekend uh, with a lot of stuff going on, you know, and then, you know, you're doing your podcast on Sunday and Wednesday. Uh, baseball, really, I was keeping up with. And Thursday. And, uh, and, and right now, uh, you know, I would like to see an underdog team win. Uh, Tampa Bay is one of those teams, and also i like to see the Marlins do their thing there because uh, uh, Florida gets a bad rap when it comes down to uh, – uh, baseball throughout the season there. And Derek Jeter, if he's not the executive of the year, someone is brand new, it's gone crazy. Really, it is. And if it's not them, it's got to be the guys at Tampa Bay. But, you know, right now, I, I'm pretty satisfied with what's going on. Uh, we're seeing football for what good it is there. But, you know, the, the rest of, of the sports that is on television, we, I think we're very grateful to see that. Guys, we got a limited time. Let's go through our thumbs up and thumbs down rather quickly. I will start thumbs up to being back on the radio after almost seven months and getting through all the technical bugs tonight. Want to thank uh, Mike Spooler and Dave Watson for helping out with that. And uh, thumbs down to the Detroit Lions. I mean, I don't know how many times we've done this over the years. We've been doing this show for almost six years. We've gotten a lot of thumbs down from the Detroit Lions. Uh, one in three. Uh, Sheila Ford Hamp, you either need to make a statement on something, say something, and get rid of these bozos. And that includes the general manager, Bob Quinn. He's responsible for getting these guys. That defense is awful. The coaching is awful. Fire them now. EJ Russell, your thumbs up and thumbs down, sir. For multiple reasons this week, outside of what many of you listeners may know, I gotta, I gotta back my Cleveland Browns this week. They're three and one. I didn't think they were gonna get here. We got here. Odell Beckham had a great game. Uh, running backs had a great game. Baker Mayfield minimized turnovers. Thumbs up to the Cleveland Browns. Great win against a team that even I, as a fan, didn't have winning. Thumbs down for this week in sports. Uh, I got to give it just to injuries because I hate seeing good talent go down. I want to see teams be able to compete at the level 
uh, that we have them at on paper. So thumbs down injuries, thumbs up. Cleveland Browns, 3-1 this week. Butch Davis, your thumbs up and thumbs down, sir. You know the Detroit Lions have my heart. <laughs> and also has a roll of toilet paper behind it. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> uh, it's also right now that... <laughs> yeah, really. Detroit uh, Lions, thumbs down for... Um, just basically being Detroit Lions. Yeah. Uh, there's no leadership at all. I'm not saying those people, uh, you know, throw people out in the street, but put a fire under their behind so they do better. Uh, thumbs up. I mentioned it before. I said it years past. When the Cleveland Browns keep their mouth closed, go out there and perform for the best team in the NFL. And I thumbs up to the Cleveland Browns this week. They kept their mouth closed. They went out there and did a job on somebody. And they did it in all facets of the game. In the trick bag play was the deal. And it was really was nice. Was that not a great play? See? Was that not a was that not a great play to have Jarvis throw that ball to Odell on that trip? It it's, it's a play you play in the playground. And it worked. But you know and I'm really so happy with that team right now, keeping their mouth closed and taking care of business. Guys, we're short on time. Just a reminder, you can catch a couple editions of Butch on Sports this week on the website, simply Butch Two. That's T O O dot Podomatic dot com. You can also find his shows here at the GameSportsShow.com and the GameSportsShow.podbean.com. You can find EJ Russell's show, The Hot Seat from Escanaba, Michigan, also at the GameSportsShow.com and the GameSports show.podbean.com gentlemen back on the radio thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you next week and don't forget you can hear the full two-hour podcast of this show on those sites that i mentioned the gamesportshow.com the gamesportshow.podbean.com you can also find our podcasts on apple spotify pod trail and all bunch of a whole bunch rather of platforms to find the game want to thank Want to thank all our guests tonight, including Dave Watson, voice of the Sioux High Blue Devils from the Sioux Indians, Clem Calger, Rich Corby, and Dan Lasley from the Sioux Eagles, Bruno Braganolo, and on the roundtable, Butch Davis and EJ Russell. My name's Scott Nason. Once again, thank you to Mike Spooler and Dave Watson for helping us out with the technical issues, and we will be back next Monday night right here on ESPN 1400. Thanks for listening to the game here on ESPN 1400, WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie's sports leader. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.